Welcome to the My Thoughts My Way podcast. My name is Rick. Now this is the inaugural podcast, the inaugural episode, the inaugural submission, truly, for the My Thoughts My Way podcast. Now I wanted to sit here and, you know, just talk about me for for a little bit. Why? Because why would you want to listen to a guy if you know nothing about him? You don't know who he is, where he's from, what he's done. Now, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I've done that. Uh, when I first got really interested in talk journalism, um, yeah, this is about 11 years ago, give or take a few months. Uh, I was working law enforcement patrol at West Point. And now I used to work the, the swing shift. So my shift started right around 1,300 hours. So we had rough weapons draw like 12, 15. And we had ETD or end tour of duty, usually 2,100, so that's 9 p.m. or later, somewhere, somewhere thereabouts. Now at West Point, if you've ever been there, you know that there are no real, there aren't a lot of radio stations to, to listen to. Uh, there's one station on the on the installation at the academy uh, that repeats with the time repeated the same I don't know 20 30 songs pretty much throughout the day and there were a couple other stations that we could pick up from the installation from the community and it was much the same thing so I was on patrol one night and getting tired of listening to the same crap over and over and over again. So I decided to flip my dial from the FM to the AM band. Now, I didn't know what on earth I was getting myself into. I really didn't. I, uh, yeah, I just had no clue. So what happened is I started flipping through and I found talk radio. And I found a guy. He, he sounded kind of weird. Uh, now, mind you, this was like seven, eight o'clock at night. And I started listening to him. <clears throat> and as I'm listening to him, he starts making a lot of sense. He starts talking about things that I'm like, and he gets me thinking. I'm like, okay, I didn't think about that like that before. That makes sense. So I only listened to him for maybe an hour or so, if I recall correctly, that night. But when I got back on back to work the following day, listened to the same old, same repeated radio music until he came on at 6 o'clock. I was like, okay, which dial was that? I found him again. And so I listened to him for a couple hours. I was like, wow, that guy makes actually a lot of sense. So uh, that kept going. And as I kept listening to this guy... I learned. I started learning more about him. Learned that he was a constitutional attorney. He'd worked in politics before. Been in radio for years. But as I started listening to him, I really started to develop my 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 real. Uh, I started realizing what I believe um, politically, philosophically, not so much because I don't think my philosophic or religious beliefs have changed all that much in the last 20 years um so yeah that 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 guy really 
kind of set me on the path I am towards now. Uh, so like I said, my name is Rick. I'm uh, kind of middle-aged-ish, the younger side. I am a millennial. I served just under nine years in the United States Army. I was a military police NCO, hence the reason why I was working law enforcement all those years ago. I have four kids at home that call me dad. And uh, I'll tell you what, I love them all at certain times. I love them all always, but man, if you're a parent out there, boy, you really understand that just because you love your kids doesn't mean you like your kids all the time. Am I right? And I'll, I'll probably talk tell stories about my kids and some of their antics. Um, I am currently a student at a college here in the Pacific Northwest. Depending on how things go, I've got one, or I'm sorry, I've got two, maybe three more quarters before I graduate one of my Bachelor's of Arts in Business Administration. Uh, as a focus concentration, I'm studying marketing. Why? Because when I grow up, I want to work in radio and television broadcasting. So I figured, okay, what what career field can I do? Can I find that would help me get that that achieve that goal? Well, communication, um, journalism, those are all great fields, but they're not really we'll say well we'll say transferable, I guess you could say, like a business degree would be. So I chose a business degree, but I chose an emphasis in marketing because that's kind of kind of falls in line with what I want to do somewhat. somewhat. Uh, so like I said, I got about another two, maybe three quarters until I graduate. I'm meeting very soon with my academic advisor to map out my next uh, classes to wrap up my program. Um, what else do I do? What else do I do? I am a volunteer with the Boy Scouts of America up here in the Pacific Northwest. Have been for... Trying to, trying to think here, six years now, just about six years. Uh, and uh, while I have recently backed down from a lot of the work I was doing, I don't see any signs of leaving the program entirely as an adult for the foreseeable future. See, I have to talk about this real quick. So my work as a volunteer with the Boy Scouts has really allowed me to explore kind of some of my creative talents for video and audio production. For a couple years there, I was responsible as a volunteer for recording, editing, and producing well, anything that we kind of needed for the scouts. So promotional videos, some training videos, warm-up videos, uh, what you name it, I probably had my hand in something or some part of it. Um, so that was kind of fun. That was a lot of fun. It gave me a lot of really good experience. Uh, and I realized then just... Uh, how little I know about uh, about video production and audio production. Um, so I have that. I worked as a work-study student because I've been using my GI Bill to pay for my education. So I worked as a work-study student for the last couple years, uh, helping well, helping guys like guys and gals like me use their GI Bill benefits, helping them understand everything, helping them apply everything. I uh, I've moved up to working part time. Now I work as a school certifying official. Uh, again, doing the same thing, just a little more responsibility. And now my name's actually on paperwork instead of somebody else's name, which is kind of, kind of cool and kind of scary when you think about it. Because I have the, uh, have the ability to really screw people up if I wanted to. I don't. I do everything by the book because, again, my name is attached to literally everything I submit. Um. 
So what is my goal for this? Honestly, I honestly don't know what, I honestly don't know where this, this venture of mine is going to go. This has been something I've wanted to really kickstart and get off the ground for, uh, for a long time. When I first got out of the army five years ago, I really wanted to get going. Um, but because of life and family obligations, never got anything off the ground. And besides, I was trying to do YouTube and, and uh, and it, it just wasn't all that smart. Um, and then a year ago, year and a half ago now almost, I decided, you know what, it's time. But again, because of school and life and, and whatnot, I uh, never got anything off the ground. So what's to say that I'm not going to do two or three episodes of this podcast and and all of a sudden disappear again? Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is there's nothing saying that, that that's, gonna ha- that's not going to happen. I'm being honest. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I believe I'm not going to blow smoke, blow smoke up your, uh, up your nether region. Uh, the, the difference though, this time is that prior to setting up this hard launch, uh, I've started really honestly, uh, taking classes and learning and trying to understand my software, my hardware, uh, how the podcast world works now it really does seem because i've looked it really does seem that this is kind of a pretty saturated market um but honestly if i i believe that if there's just one person that finds what i have to say useful or if i impact one person in a semi-meaningful way then this endeavor is worth it and besides, I'm learning valuable skills. Through this, I'm learning how to use my DAW, my digital uh, digital recording software. I'm learning how to use my hardware. I'm learning how to do all of this really cool stuff that hopefully, uh, when I grow up and after I graduate, will help me as I try to transition and work my way into a career in radio and television broadcasting. Uh, so what am I going to talk about? Now, that's, uh, that's a very good question. The title of this podcast is My Thoughts, My Way. So in my mind, that kind of signifies, hey, I'm going to talk about whatever the heck I want to talk about. Could be politics, could be news, could be tips on how to use your GI Bill effectively. Hopefully I'll get some veterans and uh, service members in here. Um, But it's going to be whatever the heck I talk about. Um, Do I have any plans to expand? Not yet. I think I'm just going to keep this in in an audio format and just see what happens. Um, if this grows significantly, then maybe we'll expand to something else or I'll expand rather, uh, cause it's literally just me, an idiot with a microphone and a computer. <laughs> um, so yeah, anything that I want to talk about, uh, but like I said, this is going to be a really fun learning experience. Um, who am I modeling my, my shtick after, if you will. Uh, I've had the the pleasure, uh, I've been fortunate enough to visit a number of radio and television stations here in my area. I've talked with and met a number of different personalities from both sides of the aisle, radio and television. And one who had one personality who has since retired, um, but I still still correspond with on occasion via social media. He said, one of the biggest things is I have to find my shtick. I have to find what makes me, me. In the marketing world, we call that the USP, the unique selling proposition. So what makes me unique compared to every other podcaster out there? 
Um, well, honestly, what makes me unique is me, who I am in this stuff I've been through. Uh, I will likely, and at some point or another, talk about my experiences in the military. I will lock, likely, at some point or another, if it comes up and is relevant, talk about my uh, family life. Uh, and I will likely, at some point or another, if it's relevant, talk about growing up and what I was like as a young man, uh, especially before I joined the military. So hopefully, hopefully you've been able to sit through this last 12 and a half, almost 13 minutes. And hopefully you like what you're hearing. And hopefully over the course of, well, of this experiment here, you like what I say. And I'm always happy to... Uh, to correspond with people and at some point in the near future I'm sure I will set up a way to correspond with you but in the meantime I hope you uh, hope you enjoy this let's buckle up let's go for a ride we're gonna move on to the next segment as a father of school-age kids now my youngest is finishing up first grade and my oldest child is about to start high school in the fall the the massacre of those children and in Uvalde Texas hit home pretty deep for me um, as a parent we want nothing more than to protect our children from every hurt, every pain. And of course, as we as they grow, we realize that <laughs> as much as we may want to and as much as we may try, boy, do we try. We can't protect our children from every bump and bruise and every heartache and pain and every tear and emotion. So that is really for us parents what really makes this shooting in Texas even more painful now as if right on script right on script immediately after we had democratic leaders and liberal leaders in our society jumping up we need gun control this is why we need to get rid of guns this is what's wrong with our society. The guns, the guns, the guns. On social media, I even ha heard somebody say, who's going to take responsibility for this? Who's going to take step up and take responsibility for this epidemic that we have in our society, this gun violence epidemic? And it got me thinking, I was like, my, thinking about, okay, yeah. Who's got to take responsibility? And there's only one person in this recent shooting and every subsequent shooting and previous shooting that is responsible. That one person is the person who pulled the dad gum trigger. I'm going to say that again. The person who pulled the dad gum trigger is the one that's responsible for these events. It's not me. It's not Joe down the street. It's not Billy in Arizona who has to bear responsibility for that. Millions of gun owners across the country and across the world own guns, use guns regularly, use guns safely, and we've never shot anybody. Well, it's the gun, it's the gun, it's the gun. 
No, it is not the gun. I cannot tell you how many nights I have slept with a loaded 9mm under my pistol and a loaded rifle sitting in my closet. Now, and how many times did those guns get up and shoot somebody? Not a single one. My guns that I've every single gun that I have ever shot never shot unless I physically and mentally pulled the trigger. And I've only had one gun one gun in my adult life shoot when I did not pull the trigger. Funny story with that. I was at a range shooting a machine gun. We had what we call a runaway gun. The trigger assembly came off. And this particular gun, it's made, made to come off. But the trigger assembly came off while I was in the middle of shooting of the cycle. So what do you do? You hold on. You continue pointing that damned gun in a safe direction. And you let it shoot until it runs out of ammunition or you can break the belt and let it shoot until it runs out of ammunition that's the only time I have ever had a gun in my entire adult life shoot without me wanting it to that is the absolute rarity now it's hard because like it's like they're it's like they're on a script guns we need to get rid of the guns just this week, Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada announced that they are trying to get rid of and ban all handguns in Canada. It's not the guns. People have been killing other people since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. You go back, you can look in religion. Back to the book of Genesis. And Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all have... This story, granted, there are some differences between the religions. But what happened was Cain and Abel, the sons of Adam and Eve, were there. Cain was, if I recall, a farmer. Abel was a shepherd. Or it might have been reversed. Anyhow, Cain killed Abel with a rock. So do we need to go out? We need to, we need to ban assault rocks. We need to ban assault rocks. Nobody should have an assault rock. So I'm, I was curious. I wanted to go through. And let me just pull this up. I'm looking at some of the worst mass murders <laughs> committed without guns. So let's take a look here. 2014 in China. 31 dead. Guns? Nope. Knives. Knives, And in fact, just last week, I think there was a case in New York where a guy near the subway went up, killed another guy with a knife. We need to, we need to ban assault knives. Nobody should have an assault knife. 1990, Bronx, New York, 87 people killed. Gasoline and matches. The same gasoline we put in our cars. All right, let's keep looking. Do, 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 do. 2003, Daegu, South Korea. Looks like a subway. 192 dead. Gasoline and lighter. We need to get rid of... No, 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 no. Nigeria, 2010. 500 plus machetes. Machetes. We do not have a gun problem. We have... A killing problem. 
here's what I, here's my thought. Now everybody's quick to focus on guns. Here's everybody's quick to focus. Oh, it's the gun. It's the gun. It's the gun. No, it's not the gun. The gun is not the problem. The problem is society. The problem is our world. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. 40, 50, 60 years ago, before I ever en entered a school, I'm sure, or at least before I even uh, entered high school, it was common practice for, especially in some communities, for teenagers, high school students, to go out, go hunting in the morning. They drive their big old pickup truck to school, leave their guns in the back of their car, their pickup trucks or in the back of their car. After school, they'd go out and go back hunting again. Schools had shooting clubs and shooting sports, and they learned how to safely use firearms. But we didn't have this rash of mass shootings like we do now in those times. So what happened? As, a, as an experienced shooter and firearms guy, I am a full supporter of every child should know how to handle a firearm safely. Every child should know how to handle a firearm in a way that they can give it to an adult without hurting somebody. My children have been around firearms. One of my favorite times was watching my son behind an AR-15 shooting down range with his uncle and his cousin. That's one of my favorite memory, shooting memories with my, with my son. The problem I think we have, and it's, it's part, I would say, yes, it's partly a mental health problem. But it's also a societal problem where we don't care about our neighbor like we used to. And I'm, I'm, I'm to blame for this, too. I, I, I will gladly admit that. I don't care for my neighbor. I don't care about the people to my left and right. As much as I used to. Now let me let me ca offer a caveat to that. This does not count the military community. <clears throat> this doesn't. I'm talking about Joe Schmo on the street. There used to be a homeless camp, 200 yards, maybe 300 yards, from my apartment. And God, did I avoid that? Did I try and avoid that place as much as possible? Because. While I saw them and I recognized their need, in many ways, I was too focused on my own concerns and my own needs. Now, I'm not saying that's right, and I'm not trying to justify a daggum thing. I'm not. I'm using that to illustrate a point that we don't care about each other anymore. This young man in Texas was disturbed, and I know they're still investigating everything, and I don't want to get into the details because I don't understand all the details. But in many ways, by all the reports I have seen, he was very disturbed. How an 18-year-old was able to spend thousands, $1,000 on firearms and thousands of rounds of ammunition, whatever fancy-ass trucks that he used to ha he had, I don't care. But there were, there were signs from what I have seen that his classmates and people that knew him reported there were signs but for whatever reason these signs were never reported 
Oh, but Rick, 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 we need better background checks. I'll tell you what, I just finished this class project on this for one of my marketing classes on the gun industry. Background checks are working. The background checks are doing what they're designed to do. I cannot, regardless of what anybody says out there, I cannot get on a gun. I can't go to Amazon, buy a gun, buy an AR-15, and have it shipped to my house. I can't. It's not legal. Now, is it possible that somebody somewhere can? Yeah, there's this thing called the dark web. And I've actually kind of read a little bit of the dark web, and you can get all sorts of of creepy stuff on the dark web. The only thing gun laws do is they hurt us law-abiding citizens. That's all gun laws do. In fact, we just had the NRA, the National Rifle Association, just had a huge conference over the weekend. And thousands of gun owners, likely thousands of gun owners carrying guns, loaded, one in the chamber, ready to shoot. How many shootings were there? How many shootings were at this NRA convention? Not one. It's not a gun problem. It's a people problem. It's a society problem. You have these people who have armed security, President Biden, Governor James Lee of Washington, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. All of these people are protected by women and men who are armed with guns. But the average citizen, the average Joe, you and me, do not have that protection. We do not have that luxury so we have to take it upon ourselves to protect ourselves the government is not going to protect me the government is not going to protect you you have to protect yourself now I am 100% very much pro second amendment I am very much pro gun ownership responsible gun ownership I full-heartedly believe that if you own a firearm you should have some sort of training you should know how to operate that weapon you should know how to disassemble and assemble and clean that weapon if you can't if you have a firearm and you don't know that you don't know how to do those things you my friend are part of the problem and you need to correct that problem but we do not need more gun laws we need to more folk more powerfully more intentionally that's the word I want intentionally think about other people consider what's going on when I go out <laughs> And when I go out with some of my non-veteran friends, I've actually had this mentioned to me that 
I don't. I don't. It's not sit still, but I don't just relax. If I go to the mall down the street, my head is on a swivel. I am constantly looking at what's going on around me. Who is where? Anywhere I go, I know where every exit is. And if I don't, I look for it. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that when, when the crap hits the fan, I have to be able to take care of myself. Guns are not the problem. It's people that are the problem. I'm not a huge proponent of red flag laws. Why? Because we have this pesky little thing called the Fourth Amendment. Illegal search and seizure. In order for the government to be able to take away my belongings, they have to prove, the government has to prove that there's a need, and I have to have a right to defend myself. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to start thinking about other people and what our impacts have. The people that I associate with on a regular basis, I know them. I know some of their quirks and their tells, and I can usually tell if something's not right. And if something's not right, I, I can't, I, I try to step in and say, hey, what's going on? And I have had friends and co-workers do the same thing for me. Hey, what's going on? Let's talk. Getting rid of guns will not solve anything. Most guns are not even legally purchased. Most guns involved in most of the shootings. Not counting suicide. Suicide's a different beast. And I'll talk about that some other time, I'm sure. But gang violence. The majority of these mass shootings. Gun laws. More gun restrictions. Would not. Would not have prevented them. Because those guns, those firearms, were acquired through illegal and illicit means. If you own a firearm, please, for the love of all that is holy, make sure you know how to use it, how to operate that weapon safely. Make sure, make sure you practice with that weapon. Make sure you're proficient with it. Because if you shoot something, heaven forbid, if you shoot at a bad guy, you hit somebody else because you didn't know what was behind that person. And if you have kids, if you have kids in your life that you love and care for, the next time you see them, give them a hug. Because those kids, my kids in my life, are the most precious things in my life. And I'm sure almost every parent would say that. I appreciate you, you tuning in and listening to this. Um, I'm taking, I'm going through classes right now learning how to podcast and learning how to use my equipment, how to use my DAW, my digital audio workstation how to put everything together. And as I go through this, I'm learning more and more that uh, it's really a lot more work to put this together than <laughs> than I thought it was to begin with. Uh, but this has definitely been an adventure. Um, and as I progress going week 
to week, I hope that this is going to improve. Uh, and eventually I would like to have it set up so that way I have people on this. Because a talk host that I'd listen to, he always says, it's a much better dialogue than a monologue. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the platform I'm hoping to go for. I really do appreciate you taking the time to tune in. I hope that you got something from this. I hope that eventually I'll be able to hear from somebody that's listening out there in the world. Uh, but until then, I hope you are well. I hope you are safe. Continue to stay safe. Live that life. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Take care.